It's that time to catch up with the footy operations manager of the West Gippsland Football Netball Competition, Brett Tassari. Welcome to the show. G'day, Brad. How you going, mate? Mate, I'm fantastic. Big week of footy ahead. And uh, before we get into everything that's going on in the West Gippsland competition, there was some rep netball last Sunday, wasn't there? Yeah, gee, it was a good day, mate. It was uh, a long day, uh, Brad. I uh, It started at, I think, 9 uh, and went to about three, a long, long day. But our under-17s uh, played off in the in the final against the Gippsland League. Unfortunately, they went down in the final. Um, they were previously unbeaten. They beat Gippsland throughout the, the round robin, but went down in the final. But the two, they go on to uh, bigger and better things. Our under-15 B-side, they won. They uh, they were fantastic and, and unbeaten, and uh, and they, they won the whole day in the B-side side of things. Um, our 15 main side, they got to the finals and come third. And our 13s missed out but played fantastic. So it was a great, great day. Ah, that's fantastic. And that leads me into there's some more rep uh, stuff going on with West Gippsland, and that's in the football. And it's under-18s on Wednesday, June 28th out at the Morwell Football Ground. There's Gippsland, West Gippsland, Mid-Gippsland, Allen Bank and North Gippy. All gets underway at 9am. Should be a big day. Yeah, it's going to be a ripper, mate. I uh, We had our first training session for the 55 that have been invited to come along and try out. Uh, we had our first session last night. And gee, there's some big boys there. Um, really, really quality, quality footballers. Uh, so it's going to be a, a interesting to see the makeup of that side. Um, and, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot. There, I think there was about 10, Brad, that are playing senior football at the moment that are trying out now under 18. So... Uh, really, really quality. So, yeah, it's going to be good. The first game, though, for the West Gippsland is at 10.30, mate. So, although the day kicks off at 9, um, we don't get going until 10.30 against North Gippie. And I would imagine that uh, Aussie Jones is just doing a wonderful job. The kids would be loving it. Oh, it's funny you should say that, mate. The first session last night, Aussie was down crook, so we had the great man down. Oh, um, which 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 was uh, interesting, um, but a, a great fella from Cooey Rupp, Jason Kelly, stepped up and uh, helped him out as the, as an assistant and uh, Matt Ahern. So we got through the session, no worries. But poor old Aussie's a man down at the moment, but he'll be back next week, I'm sure. Uh, looking forward to it. Wednesday, June twenty eighth. Make sure if you can get out there, it'll just take a sickie, Brett, wouldn't you? If someone can just uh, take a sickie. Well, I don't have to, mate. I'm no, on the clock. You have to be there. But other people, they just take yeah, a sickie, no, I'm be sure. Mad. You'd be mad if you don't get out there and see it. You'll be watching some some players of the future, I reckon. Yeah, it would be fantastic. Hey, something I wanted to touch on a couple of weeks ago, uh, David Nagel from the Pakenham Gazette wrote uh, the following in the paper. Can someone in community football please explain why we don't have numbers on the front of playing jumpers? They do it in the Elite Coats League for identification purposes. So why wouldn't you do it in community football to help identify players the same way? He went on to say, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't cost more for suppliers to make the jumpers with an extra number or two on the apparel. And it's only a slight change to the current style guide and the job's done let's see if we can get a league or a club to lead the way on this what do you think of that yeah i um i must admit brad i, I haven't thought about it a lot i wouldn't say i'm i'm against the idea i don't mind it at all to be honest with you 
Uh, I know watching it, as you get a bit older, it's hard to make out the players sometimes. They all tend to look the same. So if there is a little number on the front of the jumper, I think they have it over in WA, don't they? They always have yeah. in the Waffle League. Um, yeah, I don't mind the idea. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt about Dave. He's a thinker. Yeah, I like the idea. I think it's it's a, it's a good uh, idea, and it'll be interesting to see uh, who is the first one that does it. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, it has been a while in Perth, and it's been a while in the coach league, and so yeah, it's I reckon it's time. And as he says, doesn't cost any extra. Hey. Yeah, right now, there's been a few score blowouts in uh, the West Gippie the last six weeks. I think there's only been one round that hasn't had a 100-point blowout. Is that something of concern right now? Yeah, it is, mate. Um, and, and I know we've spoken about it a, a few times. I think last week we had 400-point games, um, which is a real concern and a, a week... Uh, a few months ago, I think we had over the, the four levels of football, we had nine for the day. So, yeah, it's a real concern. The divide between the, the top six sides and the bottom few sides is a long way. Um, I have been sort of keeping my eye on other leagues, and it, it seems to be a uh, an issue right across the board, but it, it's a big one. We, we seem to be having some real blowouts at the moment. Uh, I, I've sort of said a few times, Brad, and I know you will have heard me say this, that we need every club to be viable for our league to be uh, strong and successful. So that's definitely something that's gonna I'm going to have to work on. I don't know how at the, at the moment. I guess it's just to, to be there for the clubs and to give the clubs continual support. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a real concern. And uh, I was at one of them on the weekend, mate, um, poor old Bunyip, uh, who seemed to be on the end of it each week. Um they started off like a house on fire. I think they kicked two of the first four goals, Bunyip. Um, and then when I left halfway through the last quarter, they were still two goals. So it's a concern, mate. The poor kids just sort of get a bit tired, I, I think. And that's what it seems to be. The bigger bodies uh, keep on going and the kids get tired. So, yeah, I, uh, I'll be I'll be looking to try and rectify that in the coming weeks, Brad. Yeah, I'm with you too. I mean, it's it's easy to talk about it, but gee, how do you fix it? That's the that's the thing. And people can sit back and say, oh, you know, got to fix this, got to fix that. It's a lot easier said than done. So it will be interesting. I'll tell you what. In this week's rounds, though, round nine, uh, Brett. The good thing about it is four of the six games they actually sit alongside each other on the ladder. So it's third versus fourth, eight versus ninth, sixth versus seventh, and tenth versus eleventh. I would hope that we don't get the blowouts this week with that sort of draw. No, look, the the only one really that that is glaringly, you know, is again Paul Bunyip against Inverloch. Um, that that's going to be a hard day for them them there. But like you just touched on, some of the others are, are really really good games, and I, I'm looking forward to Dalston Turret and Dalston who had that dream, you know, run of four weeks, uh, have sort of, or four or five weeks, have really come up against it. And and they knew this was the tough end. Um, and and they're, they're, they're holding their heads high. Um, and this one this week against Turidan is going to be really, really interesting. Um, that'll be a good game. And I also think the Karambara-Kui-Rup game will be a good game as well because both those teams, you know, they only need to start getting a few players back and they'll be a lot stronger than what they're, they're being showing. So so that's a good one. But uh, for mine, uh, Philip Island, Coraline, I, we, I saw Coraline on the weekend. Gee, they were good. 
Um, and I mm. think that's going to be a ripping game. Yeah, we'll be calling that for SCN Gippsland. I'm really looking forward to that one. Hey, speaking of Inverloch, they're on top in the seniors, reserves and thirds. And between those three teams, they have not lost a game in any of those grades. That is unbelievable to the halfway point. Yeah, no, they're, they're quality. We've touched, we've spoken about them before, Brad, you and I, I know. Um, they're just a good club. They're, you know, their netball's every bit as strong. Um, so, you know, they, they just do things well. Peter Butcher's just got things just humming along nicely. Um, and, yeah, their senior side is really, really, really good. And they've had a few players injured of late, uh, but they still seem to get the job done. And, and on the weekend against Kui Rupp, they had uh, quite a few thirds. Kids have to step up and play in the reserves because they had that many out, and they still got the job done. So, yeah, they're, they're a well-run machine. They certainly are. Hey, finals venues, is that on the radar yet for the West Gippsland competition? Mate, it's like you've been reading my notes. Um, <laughs> we've got a meeting at board level on the 20th of June, and it's on the agenda to discuss putting tenders out for the finals venues. So, so that will happen... Uh, very, very soon. So I might have a bit more info on that for you um, the next time we, we talk. So, yeah, it's certainly something that we're starting to talk about. And it's something that as I get around to each ground, I'm, I'm just taking note of how those grounds are holding up because it's definitely on the mind right now. That's fantastic. It always causes a lot of um, uh, conjecture and people start talking once we talk about venues. I've always been a big believer in I don't care where it is, finals, footies, finals, footy, you're going to get your big crowds and that's all that matters to me. Now, before I let you go, Brett, I've got to say that I have been watching a fair bit of YouTube football of late and a game that keeps popping up is the one Thaggy Rovers against Phillip Island Grand Final of 1995 and there was a little nuggety wingman with a great thick set of head, head of hair with number 22 for the Rovers and his name was Tassari. Please tell me that was you. <laughs> it was me, mate. It was. It's funny you say thick because the camera work was happening from the balcony of the Rovers rooms, <laughs> and it's looking down on a, uh, a a real bald spot on top of their head, mate. So, so from ground level it looked all right, but above it was already going. So, but yeah, that was me, mate. One of my greatest football memories was that day. Uh, it was uh, my first ever senior grand final, um, and although we we were ten goals down at one stage. We came home and uh, got the job done, and it was it was an amazing day, an amazing feeling, and something you know, third nearly thirty years later, I still brings the biggest smile to my face. So yeah, they're they're, they're great memories. It's an amazing game, and I I would implore anyone out there to get onto YouTube and just punch in Phillip Island v One Thaggy Rovers nineteen ninety five, the grand final will come up. Watch it; it's an incredible game. And as you say, ten goals down at one stage. I think Scotty Huther, who was the assistant coach over at Phillip Island, played for the Rovers with you that day. Might have uh, had about five. Oh, sorry, he was for the Island. He was with the Island. Sorry, and he might have had five to quarter time. He had five, mate, and uh, he was kicking him from the skateboard park, from the netball pavilion, from the swimming. He was kicking him from everywhere, and uh, it could not stop him. It was unbelievable. And, yeah, to, I think a quarter time we were nine down already, um, and then we slowly just started chipping away, and it was, yeah, pretty incredible. The Phillip Island president, Chris Ross. That's where um, I got confused. It was... Yeah, he, was, he was a Rovers legend. Um, and he was playing in the back line for that day as well. And he was play- and he actually that was his back to back premiership. They won the year before. 
It was my first, but it was the Rovers' second. And he was running around in the number three, Guernsey, Chris Ross. And also, you might have been a fair way behind the previous year in 94. Is that right? I think they were about the same, mate. I think they were about nine or ten goals behind that day as well. Um, it's funny, you know, Brad, if I can just indulge you for a second. I was at, I was at Montaggy Blues the year before in 1994. Oh. And... Uh, I remember thinking when I heard on the radio that uh, – because I didn't even go and watch the Rovers in the grand final because as a Blues person, there's no way knowing you would do that. (laughs) I remember thinking the world had come to an end because the Rovers had finally won a a premiership and I thought, oh, my God, you know, football's gone crazy. And then a couple months later, here I am putting in for a clearance to go to the Rovers. Um, And, yeah, the following September, I played in a premiership with them. So it's a funny world, football. It is, and now they're the one faggy power who you ended up the president of. Yep, yep. Uh, I was there as they merged and become the power, and, yeah, I was lucky enough to be uh, president for six years there and uh, also coach their, uh, the reserves to a premiership as well. So, yeah, great memories at Montague Power. Unbelievable. I love talking about that sort of stuff because a lot of people forget administrators – they probably did have a bit uh, of a football career as well because they tend to forget that and they just think they're an administrator. It's really good. Craig Braddy's one of the best ones. That, uh, he was running the Eastern Footy League back in the 90s. Well, he had an, an AFL career with the Swans and a lot of people didn't even know about that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So it's an incredible thing, but I implore everyone, get out there, have, get onto YouTube, have a look at that. Phillip Island v uh, one Thaggy Rovers, 1995, great grand final. Hey, mate, thanks for joining us again today. Where are you this week? Now, you're prob- where are you going to start off at? That's probably an easier question. Yeah, Which game? This week, I'll, I'll start at Inverloch, mate. Uh, actually, I, I won't. I'll start at Dalston um, because uh, they have the early game. I'll go to Inverloch. And then I'm heading to Curranbarra. To, I'll finish up at Curranbarra and Cooey Rup. So three games this week. It's a light day this week. That <laughs> is for you. Anyone else, it's uh, bedtime by about six o'clock. Mate, thanks again for joining us. Uh, it's been a great season. The second half, I'm sure, will be just as good. And we'll see you at the footy. Good on you, Brad. Can't wait. Keep up the good work, mate. Success through service. Alex Scott and staff is a major supporter of the local community across Gippsland through sporting clubs, schools and community groups. With over 130 years of experience, Alex Scott and staff has a proud reputation for integrity, honesty and service to all their clients. Whether you're selling or leasing your property or looking for livestock advice and support, you can trust Alex Scott and staff with offices right across Gippsland. Check out our website, alexscott.com.au, for your nearest office. (laughs) Your new home looks like it would have cost a fortune to build. Stone benches, luxury carpets, colour bond roof. You've got the best of everything. Sure do, but it was actually really affordable. No way. How? It's by Fairhaven Homes. At Fairhaven, they include so much as standard with their homes that staying within budget is easy. Check out their floor plans, facades and generous inclusions at fairhavenhomes.com.au. CDBU 48497.